Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 107th episode of the Socially Distanced Podcast, the flagship podcast of thepopbreak.com. My name is Bill Bodkin. I am the editor-in-chief of this site. Before we get into this podcast, I am going to start, I did not tell my guests I was doing this, but I'm going to do this right now, a little PSA that we did at the end of last week's episode that I think is very important, and I would love for everyone to hear this up front. Uh, Of course, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and as someone who has had um, not the best run with mental health over the past six months, including, better yet said, the last three years, I can tell you that taking care of your mental health is super important. Not lecturing you, I'm just telling you from experience that being having a lot of depression and anxiety issues myself, sometimes it can be very lonely, it can be very overwhelming. But one of the greatest things you can do for yourself, and it's very hard, is to talk to somebody. The moment I told one person, it felt like a weight was lifted off my my shoulders, and my road to recovery began, and I am a better person, a better father, better husband, better son, and friend because of it. So it's hard, but just know there are people out there that love you and want to hear from you. Hell, I'm at Bodkin Writes on Twitter. If you listen to this podcast, if you write for Pop Break, if you know me, if you know anyone on this podcast, you just need someone to talk to, my DMs are open. And trust me, this will be the first way to help. Through therapy and through medication, I've been able to be the best version of myself I haven't been in probably a decade. So please, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Please help yourself. And if you're doing all right, check in on a friend. You never know who's not doing well. Thanks for thanks for our little PSA. Now let's get into some absolute absurdity. We are here in the month of May talking about football. Yes, the NFC East group therapy session. A little asterisk over there. And of course, I did the asterisk with my finger on an audio podcast because I am a really good host. Okay. We are talking, and I'll get into why that's an asterisk in a second. Our group therapy session is back. We are talking the NFL draft. We are talking free agency, the absurd amount of trades, and of course, goddamn Tom Brady, because he can't stay out of our lives. But before we get into all that, let's introduce our panel. Of course, I will be talking about the New York football Giants and maybe even a little bit of the New York football Jets since they had a hell of a draft. But I am joined, as always, by a man who received a cake in the face from renowned DJ Steve Aoki, who podcasted with an Oscar winner this week. You'll find out on Monday who that is, and then go to thepopbreak.com, search that person, and find the interview we did with them from a few years ago at South by Southwest. That's called cross-promotion. He is uh, someone I am so proud of. He He is absolutely killing it, and I know I always bust his balls because he deserves it. He's a real son of a bitch, the reluctant managing editor of thepopbreak.com, Al Manorino. What's going on? The tiredest boy. Um, yeah, thank but you. For, thank you for having me on my podcast. Uh, yeah, it's been a cra- crazy week. Uh, excited to talk football with uh, these lovely gentlemen, uh, talking about the Giants and uh, all the other teams that I bet on and lose. Constantly. And uh, it's crazy because you started with I uh, got caked in the face by Steve Aoki, and I'm like, is he going to intro me or Ben? Because we both have had the shared experience. And so. there is, yes, another person who has been caked in the face by Steve Aoki. I swear he's the only other one, unless my other two guests are like, surprise, <laughs> us two. Uh, he is the commander of our hearts and souls, 
mostly because his football team constantly lets him down. He is the saddest boy on Twitter during the NFL season. Ben Murkison, welcome back, my friend. That was a great transition, uh, unexpected one. And then, yeah, that was a really good intro. That uh, that definitely sums me up on Twitter. And I'm only really good at intros. The rest, I am complete shit. So I got I just I get it out in the front. So speaking of uh, guests, uh, his team is likely going to win the NFC East. He is not only a Twitch streamer. He is not only a poet. He is the voice of God. You know him from the Okami Council and the many other things he does online. And you'll be hearing him when we do Kenobi. You could also hear him as the co-host of both Blurred Life with My Wife and Poprick's Blurred Watchers, Mr. Marshall Stevenson. Sir, how are you? Yeah, the um, the the you, you got your S tier promo and introduction uh, bag going on right now. I'm very well, very excited, happy to see everybody. Nice to meet you, Mike. Let's get it on. And of course, so the asterisk of all this is our our Dallas Cowboys uh, representative Amanda Rivas is uh, engaged in her general manager duties for Thunder Rosa's Mission Pro Wrestling. Oh, so sad we don't get to talk about the Cowboys because everyone hates the Cowboys. But you know who we don't hate? Amen. We don't hate our next guest who made his debut on our 100th episode talking about Moneyball. Of course, you might know him from the Bob Culture podcast or his own podcast, Sweet Chin Musings, which you can hear on all your favorite streaming platforms. He's all the way from Detroit Rock City, but representing the Las Vegas Raiders from the AFC best, Mr. Perfect himself, Mike Mueller. What's going on, dude? Not too much, man. Thanks for having me. It's an honor for you to have me on your show, Bill. Awesome. I am now exhausted from all that, and <laughs> I am done. Sadly, Al's too tired to host. So, what, so. <laughs> he is a he is a tired pup. So, guys, this might have been one of the wildest off seasons. I don't know, ever. I've been watching football since I was out the womb in swaddling clothes. We have never seen this many trades of major stars, this many trades in a draft. We have so much to talk about. But let's go to the most recent news. Let's go to the NFL draft, which Al and I were actually recording a podcast during, and Ben was bemoaning so many things. We had to check if Marshall was alive at one point because of great news he received. He was fine. Obviously, he's here. We're not talking to his force ghost right now, although he does wield a double-edged saber. Just saying. Don't mess with him. Uh, Guys, let's talk about your teams and the draft. Mike, I'm going to start with you. You didn't have a draft. Not really. Because you guys essentially drafted Devontae Adams. That's Yes, that's exactly what we did. Uh, We didn't have a pick till the third round, and I thought we – I was shocked we didn't trade that one away too, to be honest with you. So (laughs) – Uh, Before we get, we'll evaluate all the trades in a little bit, but tell me how you felt about, obviously you love getting Devontae Adams, but how do you feel about trading away as much draft capital as you did to get Aaron Rodgers, former number one target? I was ecstatic for it um, because here's the thing. uh, 
if you follow the Raiders, you know that we're really good at middle round picks and we suck at first round picks. So I was more than happy to trade our first and second round pick to get Devontae Adams. Derek Carr has never had a true number one. Uh, we thought we were maybe going to have a number one, but he's in jail for the foreseeable future. So we needed someone to fill in and you couldn't ask for someone better than Devontae Adams. He gets back with Derek Carr. They were at Iowa Fresno State together. Um, so reuniting the band a little bit, so to speak, uh, there was a lot of issue or a lot of spots that the Raiders definitely needed help with. And I was hoping this draft would do it. Uh, didn't really get what I wanted out of that, but we got Devontae Adams. So I was more than happy with the draft results. Uh, yes. We will talk about that trade and how we all feel about it and how it improves your team. Uh, Marshall, let's talk. Well, you guys had a hell of a draft, didn't you? Let's talk about your picks. Uh, how do you feel the Eagles done? Now, if, if you don't follow Marshall on Twitter, one, at Okami Council, you should. All sorts of great stuff, especially during football season. I feel like you dissect every play, and I love it. Uh, I feel like I'm an Eagles fan when you're doing that, but then I remember my team sucks and you guys beat me all the time. Um, how do you, your first round pick was the one where I said, ah, crap, that guy's going to kick the shit out of us for the next foreseeable future. How do you feel you guys did in the draft and what was possibly your favorite pick? Uh, it's, it's hard not to feel <clears throat> good about the draft, honestly, after day two, how he could have done whatever the fuck he wanted to. And I would have still told him that he knocked it out the park. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just the fact that Nicobe Dean falls to 83. I hated that. I wanted to jump uh, so bad. When you're a consensus top 20 pick, I mean, it, it was really reminiscent of the Lael Collins fall uh, a couple of years ago, even though that was a bit more publicized. Uh, just just thinking of what he can do and how can he may be able to transform the second level uh, of our defense with that defensive line in front of him and uh, with his ability and his, his instincts. And, you know, he could, he could be trash, right. But sure. For what we saw at Georgia and for what we know of, you know, high profile guys that come out the SEC, they're going to give you some good years and hopefully that starts sooner than later. So definitely felt good about the draft. Um, I, I didn't think it could get any better. And then the Kobe Dean was sitting there and for once, how he didn't overthink himself and he took him. And uh, from there, you know, I just needed new pants. I, I didn't know what to do with myself. As, this, as we talk about it, this happens a lot in this podcast. Pants often explode during yeah, football yeah. and Star Wars, generally where many of us don't wear pants. I also hated the Nicobe Dean uh, draft pick because we took a wide receiver in the second round. I'm like, he's literally there and we don't have good linebackers, but we decided against it. That's the Giants for you sometimes. To um, be fair, though, we also don't have good wide receivers. Good. Well, offensive we have wide receivers. Our wide receivers, our wide on, receivers are made of yeah. paper. They are made of paper mache. So li- they, literally just non-existent. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I can't argue that. Um, I have a lot of holes. We, 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 are, we are literally a Swiss cheese organization. I do like Swiss cheese. Um, ben, you had, a, you had a rough first round, man. Yeah, so you, you did follow my sad Twitter account. You were literally, yeah. no, you were messaging me and Al oh. Amanda <laughs> during the draft. Like, just like I felt like I could, I could 
count the number of beers that were happening during it. Oh, now, so who many. did you who did you want in the draft? Man, so you ever like watch a draft and you're just like letting you know players go off and you're like, okay, another one. He fell to us. We might be able to get him. We might still be able to get him. Oh, they didn't take him either. Wow, I thought they were gonna take him. He's still there. Oh my god, we have a glaring need at safety. And it just so happens that arguably the most athletic player in the draft happens to be a safety and has fallen to us perfectly at 11. Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame, please come on down and join my sad commanders and replace Landon Collins, who we just chose not to resign. We really haven't had a good covered safety in a while. Or you could do the most commanders type thing you could do and decide to trade back because why get the best player in the most glaring need? Why do that? Doesn't make sense. Who would you end up taking? So instead, we uh, we took a wide receiver. So we took Jahan Dotson, who gives me a little PTSD because his name sounds very familiar to Josh Dotson, uh, another first-round draft pick who did not work out very well for us. So it's going to be hard for me to say Dotson and not flinch. Um, <laughs> he's out of Penn State. We took him at 16. There are positive things about him. I don't feel like wide receiver was the most glaring weakness on Washington, mainly because – there's an assumption that Curtis Samuel is going to come back and play actual you know, snaps at some point, hopefully this upcoming season. Uh, but Dotson does give us a slot receiver. He'll probably play the slot. He doesn't drop passes. He seems really professional and um, like a, a leader in the locker room out of Penn State. Like he's going to be hopefully best case scenario, a, a Terry McLaurin, you know, type guy. I don't know if he's, you know, he's got a lot to live up to to get to that point, but the the hope is that he's going to be successful at wide receiver for us. So we can pair him up with Curtis Samuel and maybe De'Ami Brown also will contribute, you know, as a deep threat that he was supposed to be that we took in the draft last year out of UNC. So uh, I don't think we really filled the the major gaps that we had in the draft. Uh, and there's not a lot of reasons out there. So I don't know. I wasn't very happy. I just, I felt like we, we had a lot of missed opportunities. So since I watch a lot of Jets, because Al and I had literally are in lockstep, so I just want to give another team. The Jets killed it. I have to watch a lot of Jets. My yes, brother in he's my brother in law is a big Jets fan. Their first four picks, if you don't know, Sauce Gardner. Um, they got Garrett Wilson. Steal of the draft, in my opinion, was trading into 26 to get Jermaine Johnson. That was absurd. And uh, outside of the, uh, the the pick that you had, uh, Marshall, the linebacker. That was the one I was like, Jesus, how to that was a steal. And the rich get richer. They do. And then of course getting Brees Hall from Iowa State. I thought it was that was a that was a huge pick for them. And it's gonna make give them a dual threat at running back. I don't know the rest of their picks, but you know what? The Jets have they've they've put together a line, a bit of a line for Zach Wilson. They're giving him some weapons. Um, I still think they might make a move at some point to get a name wide receiver. They've been on everyone trying to get them. I still think they might get somebody. Um, but, yeah, they've got potential this year. And if Sauce Gardner turns into Revis, that's amazing. Uh, they've got some – they've got upside. I can't say – and with a kind of suspect AFC East behind the Bills, you know, there's potential for a wild card, maybe. Although that AFC West uh, might uh, – might ruin those chances but they could have a winning season for the jets al let's uh can you extol the virtues of our new york football giants in the draft i i can't believe this i to this day the giants draft well it's so weird to me to see i mean for the for listen for the jets to draft well cool great i i, I could care less but at the same time happy for them 
you know, they've had some bad experiences for the giants to draft. Well, weird. Oh, it's almost, it's actually frightening me. Um, going to the draft, we had two count them two Cause we were terrible slash smart last year in the draft question mark. Um, we had two, we had the number five pick number seven pick in the first round. And uh, I think every Giants fan in the world and every single person doing the mock drafts, NBC Sports, ESPN, everything was like, listen, if it comes down to it, they need two, the two best at the position available. They need, uh, is it Thibodeau or Thibodeau? I don't know how to Thibodeau. say it. Thibodeau? Yeah. Yes. Thibodeau, at, at, he's, you know, Edge and Neil uh, for what's it called? The um, tackle. offensive tackle. Every single draft, mock draft had that. And I'm like, well, obviously they're going to do the opposite because they're the Giants. They were, there was rumors they were literally going to trade down. And I was like, you sons yeah. of bitches, do not trade <laughs> that's down. What they, that's what they literally what they did last yeah, season. And we lost out on Devonta Smith and we were left with Kadarius Tony. No, no, that's not right. Okay. We did, tra- Eagles, we did trade Eagles, down. The, yeah. Because the Eagles leapfrog, they got Devonta Smith. And Correct. then we said, let's trade back. Uh, Fields went to the Bears, and we said, you know what? Let's pass on Micah Parsons and get Kadarius Tony. Okay, yeah, right. What a, but we, but we did also pass up on Devonta Smith. Well, we couldn't. They traded for them and jumped us. We were going to draft him, and we couldn't take him. He wasn't there. We knew, we knew, uh, we knew he was going to you guys if we didn't get up a couple of spots. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's how that happened. And then when that happened, immediately. Like y'all were on the clock and the trade had been announced that y'all had <laughs> dropped back to 20 and recouped the first for this year, which turned into either Thibodeau or Neil, which, you know, it's a tough season coming in for, for the bowl to be, you know, a first, you know, getting a head coaching job in, in New York, yep. having two top 10 picks and no quarterbacks to, to draft with that. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was such sweet, bittersweet irony. And no, like once in a like generation, like talent to like really jump at in the, right. in, in the, in offense in general. Right. And like, it was, you know, people were predicting a very weak draft, a very weak quarterback draft specifically. Yeah. First quarterback didn't go until like what late in the second round or earlier third round. Kenny no, Pickett 20. went to uh, the Steelers one in the first yeah. round. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a end of the first. Okay. Got it. So anyway, just going back to the giants real quick. It just was um, very like, like I remember just being Bill being so happy about it it was so weird where we're like oh my god we got it we got tip it up that's great wait we had neil too amazing and then uh billy you know you mentioned us going uh you know could have got could have got someone in the second round i personally like robinson at wide receiver mostly because we don't have any we have Kadarius tony there's not a, a continuation of the list i was about to give you well there's there is no Kenny, list Kenny we got <laughs> no there isn't there's not getting out. He fucking sucked. He sucked so bad. He didn't get a touchdown all season, but to be oh. fair, there's very few touchdowns to give away. Um, it was just a rough season. Overall, we yeah. have no offensive line. We have no defense. We have a not, not like Carson, not a Carson Wentz level or no. Uh, I was going to go back further than that. Not oh, Wentz. Don't say that. Man. <laughs> oh, no, no. We'll get to them. No. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz level quarterback that's broken, like a human, like just broken inside. Um, I don't think Daniel Jones is that. I think he just hasn't had any help at all 
with the front office, with coaching, with a team. So they're going to try to rebuild. They're going to try to give this man a team, but it's his, kind of his last shot, right? So I'm excited. I'm excited to see. I think the rest of the draft, they did really well. Get a young tight end. Let's let's try to not have Evan Ingram in our lives ever again. That <laughs> would the be, Jags. You know, the Jags. They, it's, that's their problem now. Um, but yeah, well, very happy. Optimistic. It may be more than happy. Listen, I was this was... This was the first year for Giants GM too, right? This is yep, Joe time. Shane. Yeah. And head coach. And head, yeah. So, I mean, Daniel Jones is on his third head coach, uh, yeah. Fourth, yeah. Or fourth or fifth offensive coordinator. Um, and um, maybe a line that's okay this year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was there when they drafted Eli Apple in the, in a t- as a top 10 pick. And I remember screaming at my television. My wife's like, it's not that important. I'm like, they took Eli Apple. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> He did really good in the Super Bowl too. Yeah, he crushed it. He's great. So, so let's let's step aside from our teams, guys. Was there any picks or any teams that uh, made you scratch your head uh, at this? Because for me, it's Green Bay. It's like you traded Devontae Adams and you don't take a first round wide receiver. Uh, instead, you go with defense. I really think um, Green Bay hates Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I also don't like Aaron Rodgers, but like, I think they hate him and they're always like, ah, you want that? No, no, no. Aaron, 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 we're paying you the money. Win the games, right? Throw it to Bill. We're going to, I was drafted <laughs> to play for the uh, world's slowest wide receiver and oldest. Um, guys, any like head scratching picks? Because uh, I have another one if anyone <laughs> can't pick it in that actually benefited my team. Um, I, I would say real quick, the Cardinals did, I feel like they did nothing and now they are in a shit situation with a disgruntled quarterback who doesn't have a deal. Uh, The best receive one of the top three receivers in the NFL is now suspended for six games. And they're like, "Uh, I don't know what we're going to be doing. Well, I will be talking about the Cardinals because they did make a big move on draft day. Uh, Mike, Ben Marshall, any picks that, or any teams that you just sat there and scratch your head and you're like, what, what were you thinking? What are you doing? Well, honestly, besides I was, the Guardian, the Commanders, I mean, you're a lot. That's that was gonna say. I was so depressed about our draft. I was just kind of like not paying attention to any other teams as much. I don't I wanted to make one note with Washington. You know, they did take uh, Sam Howell like late uh, in the fifth, like good value there. But I just had to briefly mention the crazy story that I didn't realize. Oh, oh, oh! We lose Ben. He he froze in agony. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot about Hollywood Brown. Yeah, Fuck, fucking Cardinals. Uh, uh, I know it's, it's still move. it's still it's still a rough situation. I think it's a bad move. You don't like Hollywood? I I have nothing against Hollywood. I just don't think that's the answer to the Cardinals' problems. I don't see yeah. how I yeah I, I don't and know. I think the whole point with getting get with getting Hollywood was to provide more weapons for Murray yeah. as well as a distraction. For Hopkins to make plays, which now, like you said, you got Murray who's upset and you're not going to have Hopkins. Um, I'll tell you, it's it's not really a head scratcher. Like it makes total sense. But I thought that uh, the Lions taking Hutchinson in the first round, again, it makes sense. But I thought Thibodeau was by far the superior player. And I was hoping that the Lions... Uh, would not be suckered in by the, you know, the hometown boy and doing all that and actually go for the better player. 
but they took Hutchinson and I think he'll be fine. But I think that the giants by far got the best person in the draft this year and uh, good for you guys. You deserve it. I, uh, I would also like to thank the Houston Texans for taking Derek Stingley at number yeah, three. Cause that, that was, um, that was a reach and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and that allowed us to grab both Thibodeau and Neil. So, um, Houston Texans, you will be getting an edible arrangement from me this year. <laughs> um, it'll be coming late. I hope you enjoy cantaloupe. Um, because uh, I am, I do. I think it's a delightful fruit. Uh, Marshall, <laughs> any, any head scratchers for you in this draft, maybe, and not from just your team from anyone. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was such an awkward draft, right? Because so, so many first rounds had changed first, first round picks had changed hands prior to, I think, I think only like 19 or 20 teams had first round picks this year. It was like really weird or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, outside of our draft, I didn't really care. I mean, I really enjoyed Baltimore's draft. I really love the way that they draft. It's really hard for me to look at a team and be like, uh, what was that? But that Derek Stingley pick over sauce, who I think is actually a little overrated, but I didn't really see either one of them as worth a top five. I just think this is a quarterback and cornerback league now and teams are starved, but Houston could have gone so many different ways with that pick. And it just, it just made no sense after losing Deshaun Watson. Yeah, what, what are they banking on? Dave, uh, Davis Mills? Like, that's so weird. And he what wasn't weird terrible. No, he's but not if that's the case, give him an offensive lineman. Give him a wide out. Give him, you know, uh, not a running back at five. Not, there were none that should have no. been taken that early, but no. you could have had Evan Neal and said, okay, well, this is if this is our guy, we want to try to work some things out. You can find a decent cornerback. I just didn't see Derek Stingley Jr. as franchise altering, which is the type of player that you take at three. And and why no, why no wide receivers? Yeah, I don't even know who. I mean, Will Fuller cannot stay healthy a full year or in the league. Like he was, he was, uh, he was out for like. Yeah, he took a. I think it was a performance. Yeah, right. He was out. Can't stay healthy. Let me take a season. Allegedly, Um, yeah, just that makes sense. Uh, yeah, th- I don't know what the Texans are doing. I mean, I guess they're saying, well, I guess we got all these picks next year. Um, but when we, when we go, oh, and 20, listen, the Giants play them this year. So let's bank for that W uh, actually all the NFC's plays Houston this year. So let's put that one in our back pocket. But like I said, the amount of, we've talked about this, the amount of trades this year was absolutely bonkers. Like we haven't seen this many trades and it's not just like, Okay, like this defensive tackle moved here, or this inside interior linebacker was traded for a six round pick. These are like massive name players. One of the first names I wanted to bring up because um, is Russell Wilson traded from the C- from the Seahawks to the Broncos? Of course, I think the news broke today that Jerry Judy, one of his top wide receivers, was arrested. So that's not going to bode well for Big Russ. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this trade. Do you guys think this was a smart move for which who won this deal? Because for me, as much as it sucks that they don't have Seattle doesn't have Russ this year, he they they were go they're going in a rebuild. So you gotta you gotta haul those picks and players. Pete Carroll is no dumb dumb. He he knows when to move on. Listen, they signed Matt Flynn for a truckload of money and then realized Russell Wilson's a guy and moved on from Matt Flynn. Um, and which turned out to be one of the smartest things they did. Um, so I think they won, and I think the Broncos, the 
Broncos are going to Bronco right now. They're up for sale. I think they're very rudderless right now. And it's not, I don't think this is good for us. Uh, Mike, you're, you're, you're in let's, let's get, you couldn't really talk too much about the trap. What do you think about this trade? I'm in your division now as a Raiders fan. I'm thrilled with the trade because I think that the Broncos gave up way too much for an aging Russell Wilson. Um, Once again, it's, I just don't think this is the solution to your problems. And if you're going to give up, Oh God, Noah Fant, who I, God, they gave up Noah Fant, uh, Shelby Harris, whatever, Drew Lack, whatever. But then uh, first, second, and fifth round picks and first and second round picks next year. You think the Raiders gave up a lot for Devontae Adams. I think the Broncos sold the farm for Russell Wilson. And while Russell Wilson is a great quarterback, I mean, lately his stats haven't been much. And I know Seattle's had a bunch of problems, but I don't think this is the guy that's going to lead your team to a Super Bowl before he retires. So I think they gave up a lot. And in exchange did not get much. And it was even more all the other pieces that they had to get rid of, um, not just the draft picks, but I mean, God, Noah Fant, man, the dude's a beast. And I just. And if we know anything about Seattle, that they do love a tight end. They love themselves a good tight end and they got a great one in Fant. I'm glad he's out of the division, too. Also, I think Max Crosby is going to just annihilate uh, Russell Wilson. So I'm very excited to watch that. Um Marshall. I mean, I'm I'm not surprised to hear that take. I can't say I agree with it 100% because if if you were, we're talking about a Broncos organization, a franchise that has seen what a quarterback can do with decent weapons. They brought in a Peyton Manning on the tail end of his career and all he did was put up some of the best fantasy numbers and the most touchdowns at at the time that had been seen with what prior to that was, you know, decent weapons, you would think, right? Um, Now, of course, Russell Wilson is no Peyton Manning, but they both have the same amount of rings. uh, And, you know, he's, he's accurate. He makes good decisions. If indeed he is what they think he is, maybe it wasn't too much to give up. I, but I don't I also feel like he was not Denver's first choice. I think Denver was pushing pretty hard for Rogers. And then when Rogers resigned with green Bay, they were like, okay, this is the next best thing that we can do. That's kind of what I say when I feel like they overpaid for it. I don't think, I don't think Russell Wilson was the first one they asked to the dance anyway. That's just, he was the first one that said yes. So I don't know. Listen, it sounds like sounds like me at the senior prom. It's uh, it, it just, it seems like a trade. I'm going to just jump in. It seems like a trade right. where, on paper, I think on paper, you look at both teams and you could say, all right, it seems like the Broncos gave up a lot for Wilson. And then at the same time, you could say, all right, this is this makes a little sense on the Broncos side. However, I think when we look outside of it, we're like, does any of this matter this season <laughs> for either for either team? Like it really doesn't. I don't I don't know if any of these teams become competitive teams. You already mentioned Jerry Judy's out. That's rough. You know what they have left? They have Corlin Sutton and KJ Hamler. Does anyone, yeah. anyone know KJ Hamler? He well, was like no, they first. have they have the that uh, uh, the Tim Patrick kid. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, we got Tim Patrick. And Corlin Sutton if healthy. Yeah, Corlin Sutton if healthy. I'm just saying, like I Jerry Judy's their the big threat there. Yeah. And I think we that don't know a really good happen, connection. But... Remind you who Wilson is leaving. A he bad is offensive leaving. line. I'm I'm talking about 
offensive weapons right. playmaking mm-hmm. two of like the top 20 top 10 maybe top 15 wide receivers in the league Matt pk yeah pk Lockett. come on and lock it so almost they, a, they didn't they didn't have a running game in seattle uh they the tried running, the running didn't back always injured or the offensive line was just inept at run blocking he's going into a denver offense that has a solid offensive line and not one but two marshawn like running backs if melvin gordon um resigns but then they got the young kid i can't remember his name but he's outstanding and 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 this is something russell hasn't had in quite a few years and the last time he did he went to like back-to-back super bowls yeah they're only gonna they're gonna have to just rely what i'm saying is i'm i'm I'm, they're gonna have to rely on russ and his other running backs run game if they don't have the weapons that he is used to it's it's just like it's like going to the giants you're not i mean let's try that again it's like going to a giants like team and not having like real playmakers as opposed to the Eagles who have a very run heavy game and now have two giant weapons at wide receiver. That's a, that's a more well thought out team right there. Go on the Seattle side. Oh, they're just rebuilding. Well, that's the thing though. Why no quarterback this round? Are they saving for next year? Because it's a little odd that they could have probably easily gotten like a, one of the top maybe the two or three best quarterback and you're left with drew lock and Geno Smith. What are you going to go get Baker Mayfield? Like, I don't think that's a good situation there at all at at quarterback. So I just don't like, I don't like either side. I think, I I think there's a more of an upside for the Broncos, but I don't like, I don't like either side. And I I necessarily don't think it's going to be, it's going to matter either way in the long run for a Super Bowl team. Yeah. These are, two teams that also both were seven and 10 last year, both are in very, very tough divisions. Yeah. And I don't think this is a move that puts them who in each of their respective divisions, are they now better than because of this move? And my answer is nobody. I don't see, I, I don't think they jumped up. Maybe Seattle ben, can move up faster, but I mean, I think Denver is going to be in the basement of our division, but I, th- I, th- I think Denver's basement, but I think they're going to be, Basement brawler. They they're going to be the, a hard out. You know you're going to get punched in the mouth when you play Denver. Not like it was last year. I think that's what I think. Denver's Russell Wilson is not going to go quietly. He's going to he's going to make you feel pain. Um, ben, what did you think about this trade? Who made out? Do you think? Well, the, the clear loser was was Washington. But outside of that, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the clear loser if you're looking at. It. I want every. I want all your analysis to be like. Here's how my team uh, fails. Uh, I mean, this one had a direct tie-in. Obviously, I was praying for Russell Wilson to somehow come to us. But I don't think, that, as everybody was saying with this one, I don't think there's a clear winner necessarily. I think Seattle was trying to rebuild. And I think the game plan is to draft a quarterback in next year's draft because it's going to be a much better quarterback draft than this year's was. And, I mean, Denver does get you know way better at quarterback. Russell Wilson is still an elite quarterback. And he does have a great running game with Denver that will be there for him. And, um, I, th- I think that they'll they'll be competitive. I don't know, like like everybody's saying, I don't think either team is going to be challenging for a, for a Super Bowl in the near future unless Seattle drafts really really well. But uh, but yeah, Washington missed out most of all. So I don't want to break down every trade, but two other quarterbacks that I can remember off the top of my head were traded. One of them because I forgot he they went to 
the Commanders, was Carson Wentz went from the Colts to Commanders, and Matt Ryan went from the Falcons to the Colts. So of those, who was the big winner in all this? Uh, who won in this of these tour trades? Do you think is going to be a better team because of the quarterback they either got rid of or they traded for? I can tell you it didn't win. Who's that? Ben. <laughs> ben <laughs> let's hear about how you Ben, tell us how, who won these trades and please tell us why it was not the Washington Commanders. <laughs> As Marshall sits there beaming, saying, Welcome. Welcome to Carson Wentz. Uh, awesome to, welcome to Carson Country. Oh, Marshall's been glowing right now. He's just like, ah, I don't have Carson Wentz anymore. And I get to play him now. I'm sorry we were wasting time talking about this, but the freaking the last time we <laughs> last time we talked, you know, I was dreading everybody kept, you know, poking me with the Jimmy G to Washington now thing. I was like, ah, oh, that that's a terrible decision. No, we're gonna draft a quarterback. You know who didn't come to my mind at all is like <laughs> somebody that I should worry about as a threat is freaking Carson Wentz, man. Like that was never even in my you know realm of possibility that it could possibly happen. And I, when that trade happened, I forget everybody that I've ever met sent me like the tweets and all the information coming to me, the Adam Schefter reports and crap. And I I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like the the fake Adam Schefter thing for a while. I tried to, to Google a bunch of sources and it, it was true. And yeah, we're not the winners. I don't think I get to a small extent. I get why Washington got desperate because they realized that they weren't going to get an elite quarterback in there. You know, Russell Wilson was not going to come to us surprisingly. Um, and so they, they did what they thought they had to do was go through and get a veteran. Um, but we lost because he's, taking up $28 million worth of cap space. He's like getting paid like a top five quarterback and he's fringe top. I don't know what you want to call him, like 15 to 20, something in that general you know realm. And he did have a good statistical season last year. I tried to like sugarcoat this to myself as much as possible and, and say that, you know, he had 27 touchdowns to seven picks, like through for 3,500 yards or whatever it was. And had a decent year, but you know what he did at the end? He choked the last two games away, including a loss to the freaking Jaguars that kept him out of the playoffs. So, no, I can't see a situation where we got tremendously better uh, going from Heineke, who could at least scramble because our offensive line isn't an elite one. He had to get himself out of trouble a lot. Wentz is not as mobile. Um, the sad thing is that it'll be the best quarterback that Terry McLaurin's ever played with as far as arm strength and you know, accuracy. So in that regard, I'm, I'm kind of anxious, I guess, to see uh, how that's going to play out and whether or not Wentz is going to be able to, to show off some of that and use some of the weapons that we've got around him because there's a lot of weapons on that Washington offense. We just haven't been able to utilize them properly without a quarterback. And I still don't think we can. I would have been fine with, you know, rolling with Heineke and doing the Kenny Pickett, you know, pickup, which is what I originally thought we were going to do last time we talked, but. No, we're we're not the winners. I don't know though that freaking they got much better taking Matt Ryan. Like I, I don't know if there's a winner out of either of those teams. <laughs> so you were clearly the loser. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm undeniably. But I will say that Matt Ryan, I think they're doing as as um as Marshall mentioned before about you know having a a, a late in life Peyton just you know crush it. I think that's what they're kind of hoping. Like a like a give the guy who has nothing around him, but who has like a track record of being good when he's good, 
um, who has the experience, who can run an offense, things like that, and surround him with like a pretty solid team. Like we shit on Carson Wentz, but the Colts for a hot minute were looking great. And it's one reason is JTT. I call him Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the main reason the guy just was my my entire fantasy team last year. Um, yeah, I I think I think having Matt Ryan for a season or so, I just don't understand what the Colts' obsession is with like having these like one off quarterbacks. <laughs> like, get a guy who's going to stay uh, in your franchise. But I I, I guess people just really were listening about this weak quarterback quarterback draft again, though odd choice. I don't know. I'm, I'm tossed. I'm, I'm, I really, can't. I don't, I can't decide. I don't hate Ryan going to the Colts. So he said that he's got weapons around him and yeah. he spent so long without having weapons. Great for him. All. Uh, it's great for him. Yes. Great it's for great him. for him. And if he can squeeze two, maybe three years, uh, but probably two, uh, I, I think that if from the Colts point of view, their thought process is we're in a fairly weak division. There's a, ch- I mean, it's, it, it's a, it's an average division. Um, there's a chance that they can win that division, get into the playoffs and Matt, sorry, fucking cat. Um, uh, <laughs> it was either listen to a meow outside or have him interrupt me on the camera. So we're doing, we're choosing the lesser of two evils. Um, if any, I think if some team's going to get a quick shot in the arm out of all the names mentioned. I think that Colts are most likely to get that because, uh, you know, Matt Ryan, when he is on is very quick with the ball. He's very decisive. He can read defenses pretty well. Um, gunslings it a little bit too much sometimes, but, uh, I think that this is a, a shot. If anybody is going to immediately improve from any of these quarterback situations, I think the Colts have the best chance of that happening. I, I, I'm not betting the farm on it, but it it could help. Marshall, team. Oh, I, I think so too. Marshall, does does playing Carson Wentz twice a week a year uh, strike fear in your heart? No, but it's <laughs> not a layup. No, it's not. It's not a layup because one thing one thing when Carson Wentz is is locked in and motivated, which I feel like he should be. Um, At this point. He'll give he'll he'll play with some heart. He'll 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 play with some heart. And um it's not a layup. No, 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 no division game is going to be a layup. But I honestly think that was a great signing by Washington. I think that he is probably the best of any options that you guys may have had or been able to afford at that time, considering the the quarterback class that was coming out. I don't know if a lot of coaches were listening to people say that the quarterback class was bad, but I do feel like they were listening to their scouts and people were saying like, Hey, there's nobody here that we have to go crazy over. It's going to be really interesting facing Carson twice a season. We get him in Philly week 10, I believe. Um, and that's, I'm not sure. I don't think that's the primetime game, but either way, I mean, I've, I've never had a bad thing to say about Carson outside of his time in Philly. And, you know, I, I root for the kid, honestly, um, you know, he kind of quit on us, but you know, the quarterback is the hardest position to play. And some of their egos are just like, you know, and, and, you know, that's, that's kind of the name of the beast when you're dealing with uh 
professional athletes. And, you know, he did what he felt was best for his family. And shit, well, we'll see. And the only other thing I'd say with Wentz, too, is that, like, I wouldn't feel as bad about it if it wasn't such a hit against the cap. Because uh, that we had a lot of money coming into the year that I thought we could have picked up free agents and players that we needed, which I'm sure we'll talk about more. But he ended up, I mean, we we're going to lose Brandon Sheriff anyway because he was too expensive, but not being able to re sign like the Matt Ioannidis, Tim Settle, um, you know, Eric Flowers, even like guys like that. We just didn't have the money anymore to to keep people that I thought that they could have kept if we didn't have such a hard hit. There's the money that bothers him. He's still making the money that he's making. That's, that's the only thing. Yeah. I, I'll agree with you 100%. I think uh, I actually like the fact the Falcons moved on from Matt Ryan because I think Matt Ryan was making absurd, absurd amounts of money. And they got Marcus Mariota to be, you know, the bridge to Desmond Ritter. Who knows if Marcus Mariota can have a, a, a comeback. And if he did remember a few years ago, man, maybe it was more than a few years ago. He was mobile as hell. He had a decent arm and he was doing pretty good with Tennessee until he got injured. And then he kind of lost it, you know. Maybe he's going to find it, and that would be pretty cool if he did. And um, Ritter, you know, if he they're they're comparing him to Matt Ryan, so now you have a less expensive Matt Ryan, and now you're not hamstrung by Matt Ryan's really really onerous contract. And maybe the Falcons did turn around. Although the Falcons are probably going to Falcons and not, but like I, I'm I'm interested to see how the Falcons are going to turn out. They're not going to be great this year, but they always find a way to to be a hard out. And to some, and when they get the right quarterback, I think they can make they can make a run. So I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen there. Mike, you want to say something? Yeah, don't sleep on Mariota. Uh, when he came into the Raiders, I kind of laughed it off, and I was like, okay, what's he going to do for us? They found to their coaching staff's credit, they found really unique and interesting ways of getting him involved in the game. And if you can even as a starting quarterback, yeah, it's, he's not the long-term answer for you, but he still is explosive. He's not, he doesn't have the legs like he had, you know, obviously in Oregon or in in Tennessee, but uh, I had, I had completely written him off as a pretty useless backup for us. And he came in a couple of times and car went down for a few series or just as a change of pace and doing some, uh, you know, run pass option type things. And he looked very impressive. He had a couple like 30 plus yards run, runs for us and a few real nice dimes that he threw. So he's got, I mean, he's got uh, what pits or uh, the it. tight end. And so, it's Drake it's London not, and uh, yeah, oh, yeah, they picked up London. Yeah, it's not horrible. And so Mariota, I'm just saying, don't uh, don't poo poo Mariota too much. So I'm interested. Uh, now we have to get because we have to find the reason we all had to check on Marshall's well being on draft night, as that's because the Philadelphia. I thought he died. I thought we, he was dead. I, well, we knew he didn't have pants. No, but we just wanted pants to make were, sure his heart, his heart was still in his being. His soul was still captured in this mortal coil. Was the fact that A.J. Brown, top five wide receiver in the NFL, went from the Tennessee Titans to the Eagles, inked an extension for $100 million with a ludicrous amount guaranteed, and now it's um, Jalen Hurts is now going to throw to Devontae Smith, who the Giants desperately wanted, and, and A.J. Brown and the Giants just got rid of goddamn Bradbury because we couldn't afford him. Marshall, just t- just tell me how you how you feel about now having this this awesome wide receiver on your team. Uh, I mean, it's it's a great feeling, honestly. How he, 
you know, there we we give them a lot of shit here in Philly, you know, uh, particularly before the Super Bowl. And then, you know, some of the moves and cap things that he did after the Super Bowl, particularly Carson's contract, which is now the beautiful issue of the commanders. But um, it always goes back to you losing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what, what he was able to do with that scenario of us having three first round picks. Now we have two next year. We use one on a wide receiver that's going to give us more than any rookie um, possibly out of this class. Now that, you know, it all comes down on the right shoulder of a one Jalen hurts. Yeah. And that's going to make break the season. He's, he's our MB now he's going to, we're going to go as far as he takes us. Um, and I say that after the Sixers just been eliminated at home by Miami, but right, um that's that's what it is. You know, uh, it's hard for me to be terribly excited because I saw Jalen Hurts as much as I like him. I saw him hold on to the ball. I saw him have absolutely no confidence in his long ball when people were wide open or able to be thrown open. He has to take that step. And if he doesn't, we'll know quite early in the season, I believe, if, if you know, this is going to work. Now, what it is exciting about is we were the number one Russian offense in the NFL last year, right? Yeah. Defensive coordinators get an offseason to scheme. So they're going to be scheming to stop our run game. But now we have a wide out who can get a five yard, you know, RPO and turn it into 45 yards score on you. We got another wide out who who's, I mean, and AJ Brown's an amazing runner as well. I think that's an underrated part of his game, but we got another wide out. Who's the tech technician on the outside. We got a, a third wide out who runs a four, two and, and it can get down the field from that slot. And then we got Dallas Goddard, who is one of the most athletic and, and, and short handed tight ends uh and then we have one of the best offensive lines so offensively we should be okay the only thing that can stop us is jalen hurts and then if that's the case and he gets demoted we just got a guy named gardner Minshew who made the jaguars look competitive Minshew mania stash Stash wins so, it all and we all have mustache, we all have beards and mustaches on this so obviously we it's because of gardner it's That's because right. we, I mean, I've, I had this, I grew this out 13 years ago because I knew he was alive. Um, I saw into the future. I'm like, gotta, I gotta get on top of this. Yep. So guys, a consensus, um, does this make the Eagles, uh, this trade, does this, do you think propel the Eagles to number one in the NFC East? I'm going to not ask Marshall, uh, because he already stated Jalen hurts. Big question. Actually, I'll come back to you at the end, Marshall, uh, guys, Feel free to jump in. Do you think this propels them to number one, or is Dallas still in the way? Because I'm sorry, the Giants and Guardians are not, the Commanders are not. I keep calling the Guardians. The Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland Guardians are obviously a better football team than the Washington Commanders. Oh, we're <laughs> they not did better gonna, in the draft. They did. They have. Yeah. They are obviously they would have. Uh, we're not. We're not going to win. We just know that we're not taking the NFC East. So, Mike, start with you. Yes or no? The Eagles are they going to take the NFC East this year? I think if they can keep their swagger about them and it really does come down to Hertz, but I, I think we kind of saw Dallas's best shot last year. I thought that they did about just as damn well as they are ever going to do. And 
still not much. Uh, I'm actually kind of bummed Amanda wasn't on here because I wanted to tease her about us beating oh. the Cowboys on oh. Thanksgiving. That was Jeez. such a beautiful game. Oh, that, I love that. That was that oh. was better than the six panic attacks I had that day. Uh, <laughs> Al is uh, that's true. Uh, Al, yes or no? Eagles going to win the NFC East? Yes, and um, I also disagree with Marshall. I actually. I actually really, really like Hertz, and I think this is going to be the confidence boost. I think this is going to be the thing that sets him up. Now he's got he's got his boy, Devonta Smith, and when they connected last season, it was magic. And now you have AJ Brown. And it's I, gonna it's it's honestly, if if the defense can can hold up, it's gonna be a very fun team to watch. I'm very excited about the Eagles this year. Now we have to have some football, fun football in the NFC East. Ben, seriously. Uh, Ben, is, is this make Washington? Does this make um, Philadelphia the number one team in the NFC? Don't tease him. I know, I'm a jerk. Yes, it does. I was I was fifty fifty, and I still previously thought that the division went through Dallas. But yeah, AJ Brown's a freaking weapon defense. I mean, he's, he's the difference maker. So yes, they have the edge because of him. And I I do think Jalen Hurts is good enough to to easily take the division. I still have nightmares of Boston Scott every time he plays the Giants. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, first off, fuck Dallas. I, I don't want them. I just, just fuck them. Like, I want the, if, if anyone, I want anyone to win. I want Marshall and my buddy Kenny to be happy because both huge Eagles fans. So I want I want them to be happy. So I'll take that as a win for the Giants uh, and for me personally. But Marshall, I'm going to come back to you. Do you honestly think in your in your your loving heart of hearts that your Philadelphia Eagles could take the NFC East now that you have AJ Brown? We can take it off the strength that there hasn't been a repeat NFC East champion since the last time we did it when I was in my teen years. Uh, so I mean, but but that doesn't mean that Dallas is just going to give it to us. Objectively, they might because they they give stuff to, to well, everyone. Fair, but objectively, Dak Prescott is still the best quarterback in the division, and I think that's what makes the AFC West so hard to call or going to be so competitive because you got four great quarterbacks in that division that are going to battle it out and beat the snot out of each other. Right now, Dak is the king of the hill, and I love Jalen Hurts. I'll trust me. I I love Jalen Hurts. He brings something that we haven't seen in quite some time. That dynamic. Yeah. That 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 leadership, that moxie. He's he's a baller. He's a winner. However, when it comes time to make the pass, uh, I watched that Buccaneers playoff game four times. Wow! And on the sideline, they were saying he can't read. Yeah. So when it comes down and that run game has been stuffed and Vita Villa is eating up Jason Kelsey, who's a, who's a, you know, he's a hall of famer. You know, I love Jason Kelsey. I'll buy him a drink anytime I see him in Philly, but what's going to happen when teams say Jalen hurts, you have to be this. And of course folks like AJ Brown are going to alleviate some of that pressure. But once you get deep into the season and all the tape is out and, you know, honestly, I'm expecting our defense to to uh, carry us a little bit more, to be honest, just because I feel like there isn't that limitation. The only limitation we have on defense is possibly in the secondary. But if Hassan Reddick is eaten like the Camden kid that I know he is, then if 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 if, if uh, Nicobe Dean is starting, if if Brandon Graham is back and, and Fletcher Cox is like, yo, I'm still the big dog on this, on this playground, then 
I think it's the defense that's going to actually propel us, particularly early in the season. So, yeah, it's possible we could win, but I, I need to see it. I need to see it. I'm very hopeful, but I need to see it. I need to see the progression. Let's go to the West Coast. We talked about it earlier. Devontae Adams traded to the Raiders. So, guys, how do we – does this make – we just talked about the Eagles. Of course, Mike, you gave your thoughts a little bit about Devontae. Well, let's – before I jump into everyone else, how much do you think Devontae Adams coming to your team makes you? I mean, you already – you have an elite tight end. You've got a hell of a running back who apparently you didn't pick up an option. Oh, we'll get to that. Uh, how do you feel – Devontae Adams improves Derek Carr, improves their offense. Remember, they were only a couple plays away from that wild game with the Chargers, which was awesome to watch if you weren't. That was my favorite game last I love that game. So much. If you weren't a Raiders or Chargers fan, it was Fucking a great game. game to watch. Um, how do you feel this changes your chances, and, and how does this improve your team? And how do you feel? I've been a Raiders fan since 95. And since 95, I, I'm older than that, but I, that's when I picked up on them. Um, with the exception of Randy Moss, which turned out to be a bust, uh, this is the most significant move the Raiders have ever made uh, in my time as fandom, because I firmly believe that as far as offense goes, we have been a number one receiver away from being an elite offense. I Derek Carr has taken so much shit. I don't understand it. I think he's an amazing quarterback. He's incredibly accurate. He's incredibly efficient. He's just never had that one guy that he can just put, you know, when nothing else is going, you can throw it to this guy and you're going to be okay. Now he's got that in Devonte Adams. And I, I hope that they can come to some sort of deal with Jacobs. Um, we drafted two running backs. I don't know what, the hell that was about but this is huge for our team uh i think this makes them an elite offense and i think it i'll say it and maybe i'm being a, a homer i think we're the class of an of the best division in football now so you think this trade makes you better than the kansas city chiefs yes we're a, pl- a couple plays away from making a super bowl uh so we were one drive away from beating the Bengals, and I can use that logic to say we we were one drive away from winning yeah. the Super Bowl uh, or going to the Super Bowl. So you know, that, I'm just saying we were right there. Uh, so here's an interesting thing: uh, Do I think this makes us a better team than the Chiefs? Yes. Do I think we're going to lose both of our games this year to the Chiefs? Yes. We do not match up well against the Chiefs, but we match up very well against a lot of the other top contenders in the AFC, specifically the rest of our division and even teams like the, well, the Titans, but they're taking a step back. Uh, I think that they would be very competitive against the bills again, just with the way teams match up where our strengths and weaknesses are. Uh, I think this makes us the best team in the AFC West. I truly do. Well, what do you match up? Well, how do you match up now that Tyree kill is no longer on the chiefs now? That's wonderful. He's, oh. he's, he's not there. So you think because of also a lack of options for Patrick Mahomes, that could make you guys the number one team. I and think beat them once. We did beat them once. Uh, I, they have, here's the thing. And I, I respect Patrick Mahomes so much. The dude is absolutely insane. Um, and he's so good at improvising, which is really good because I think team you're starting to see 
teams are figuring out how to play against Mahomes. And Mahomes, as someone that watches way too many Chiefs games, uh, Mahomes misses a lot of easy passes. People don't talk about it, but I've seen him airball a lot of like when the tight end just runs a little out route and he can't hit him on the sidelines. And so much of it is like he's hot and cold and his ability to improvise is really what makes him elite. And I know he's still very young, but as the season wears on and he takes those hits, he's one of those players that to me digresses as the year goes on, just because he's not able to move in week 17, like he's able to move in week one. Nobody is, but uh, he's, he's got more uh, holes in his game than people realize. And now that he's lost a huge deep threat, that the biggest deep threat in the NFL with Tyreek Hill, uh, I think chiefs are taking a little bit of a step down. Chargers are coming up, but I think Devonta Adams to the Raiders, man, in case anyone in my fantasy football league is listening, hit mute for a second. But uh, Adams is my first receiver off the board this year. Not even a question. I mean, I mean, not not really. That's not a, yeah. That's not, not a great figure. It's not what I picked. Amon Ross. It doesn't matter who he plays for. It. And Darryl yeah, Williams. yeah. It's not. That's not, not Amon Ross. Surprising Ross statement. Who, who carried me to a, the pop break fantasy football championship this year? Thank you. I listened. I've been playing fantasy football for 15 years. I gotta take a. I gotta take a victory lap every once in a while. Do it, um, guys. Based off what Mike's saying, trading Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill leaves the division. Do you think? the Raiders have a shot of taking the AFC West, which listen, the chargers are awesome. The chiefs are awesome. The Broncos, we just talked about, they have Russell Wilson and they're still, they're, they're better than most teams in other divisions. They could, if they were in the uh, AFC South right now, they probably win. You know what I mean? So they probably run away with it. Do you think the Raiders can now take the AFC West? Ben, I'm going to start with you. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I I think, this, it almost sucks the most for the Chargers because I feel like they were on the verge of possibly being the team that overtook. But yeah, Devontae Adams is a such a great asset, and uh, I I agree. As much as I, I, you know, love I love Zay Jones out of ECU. He was not a number one receiver, and still uh, he's still good. Yeah, yeah, yes, he is. But uh, but Devontae Adams is, I mean, yeah, ridiculous ad. And I mean, for the Chiefs, they lose you know Tyree Kill. Um, you know, maybe you add. You know, they added like Juju and MBS, which are not bad receivers at all. Those are good guys to have on your team, but they're not that elite second level speed guy that can just run by guys. And I think you are right about Mahomes. Sometimes he misses those easy throws. And I don't know if it's because he's trying to make them harder than they need to be. Like he always has to make a fancy throw and you could just, you know, take what's there. But uh, yeah, I, I would not at all be surprised if the Raiders win the division. Secretly, I'm kind of cheering for the Chargers a little bit just because I like Justin Herbert a ton and I'd love to see them have success after falling short but uh but yeah Raiders have got a great shot at it and like you had mentioned I mean they could not just stop at winning the division if you win that division you got a great chance of going to the Super Bowl so um Al uh what do you think Raiders can they take it I think when you add Devontae Adams to an already solid team it puts you in another level I think they can get to that level it could be their year it's a, a very odd year for the Chiefs, um, specifically with the Tyreek Hill thing and, and you know, getting Juju Smith-Schuster as the replacement, question mark. Um, I don't know. So, as, as Chiefs... Oh, who's, prime- your, who's your coach this year, by the way? Is it McDaniel? Josh McDaniels, yeah, which... Yeah. I was going to say, just the Chiefs, Chiefs are like my second favorite team. I just love watching them. They're like, enjoy watching them play football. They make it a lot of fun. It's like watching the Warriors. 
like same kind of energy. The, the movie. So no, it's it's a, it's a cult classic. Um, <laughs> sorry. Wow. It was right there. I'm sorry. Is, was it? I, for, well, <laughs> was for it? My stu- for my it stu- was for Bill. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. for Bill. Um, um, oh, sorry. No, I was I was just gonna say that I I think uh, it is probably a better year than ever for for the Raiders to to make their mark because now they have a legit weapon. Um. A force to be reckoned with. A Jonathan Taylor Thomas, if you will. Jesus Christ. Uh, Marshall, do you think that the Raiders have a shot to take the AFC West, given the departure of one of Patrick Mahomes' best weapons? Uh, maybe people are starting to finally figure out the book on him. Or just the Raiders have just going to be that damn good this year. Uh, it has nothing to do with Tyreek Hill leaving. Um, there's no way you get better like losing Tyreek Hill, but the Chiefs' problems are twofold because they lost Tyron Matthew as well. There's no way you get better by losing the Honey Badger and everything that he does to cover your defense. And now you're in a division. Like we talk about these quarterbacks, right? But the quarterbacks don't play each other. You're in a division now with Herbert Carr and Devontae. Herbert has great weapons and and Mike Williams and um Austin Eckler. <sighs> Austin Eckler, what's what's the other uh, receiver's name? Who's always heard? Amazing, Keenan Allen. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, so and 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 then you have that, and then you have the the offense of the Broncos, who like we talked about their run game, we talked about their weapons, Jerry Judy. Even if he doesn't play, you still got to play. You still got to contain Russell Wilson. So I honestly, I you know, Andy Reid's an amazing coach. If he's not the bottom of the division this year, then he did it a coach of the year style job from what he lost. I think that the Raiders could easily win this division. I think the Raiders could easily win 11 to 12 games. Uh, if Josh McDaniels doesn't, doesn't have his head stuck up his ass, which he can do sometimes, but I think the talent that they have there, uh, I think y'all match up well with the Chargers, even though I, I'm like you, Ben. I, I actually really do like the Chargers, but uh, I think you match up well with the Chargers. I think you do match up well with um, the Broncos. And, you know, this could be a slaughter because Devontae Adams is just that good. But uh, I'm, I'm worried about my Chiefs, man, because, you know, Andy, Andy, that's my boy. That's my boy. I, I think this is the year that we find that we've we've heard so many you mentioned before with Derek Carr, people just like to trap you know, some people are all in on Derek Carr or more people like to bag on Derek Carr. I think this could be the year where Derek Carr takes the leap into like top five quarterback. Like because he's he's got the goods. And I remember there was a few years ago people were like, Oh, maybe we should get rid of Derek Carr. You know, I think this could be the year that everything 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 is, you know, everything is coming up Millhouse. Instead of Millhouse, it's Derek Carr. And um, let's not forget that the defensive coordinator for the Raiders is Patrick Graham, who was the defensive coordinator for the Giants. And he did a really good job with like not so awesome talent. And the Raiders defense is good. So I'm very excited to see what he can do there because I think, you know, and hey, if Josh McDaniels cheats, I mean, you'll be fine. I mean, it's a paper. Come on, I got to get that shot in. Some kind of gate. Yeah, well, there's always a gate. Well, there's, there's always a gate. There's always a gate. It's Hell's Gate, guys. Um, I don't want to go through every trade here, but let so let's talk about uh, let's talk about some of our let's kind of talk about our teams before we get into our final subject, which will be Tom Brady. Um, the New York Football Giants. I want to talk about them for a minute. Sure. They have a completely cleaned house. New GM, 
Um, Dave Gettleman, I never want to hear those two. That's the last time I ever want to say that name. Uh, Joe Shane's in. Brian Dayball is new head coach. I never want to hear the words Joe Judge ever again to see that face again doing a victory formation when the 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. Uh, <laughs> piece of shit. Um, but anyway, sorry, I'm not bitter at all. Come on, I'm fine. Um, how do you guys feel about where the Giants are going? Obviously, in a rebuild. Big question marks with Saquon. Big question mark with Danny Dimes. A lot of young talent. Um, ben, I'm going to start with you because everything goes back to you and how much you bemoan the Guardians. So The who? Yeah, no, I, the Commanders. <laughs> Shit, I keep calling them the Guardians. There's a reason I only refer to them as Washington. It just Washington. Sounds, I like the Washington. Okay, first off, I like the Washington football team better as their name. Yeah, because same. I don't know. It's it's clean. It's classic. It's fine. But anyway, um, how do you? What's your thoughts on the Giants? I mean, do you see them as a threat? Do you see them as just a laughing stock? How do you? Uh, what are you? Your opinions on uh, Allen Mines' uh, much beleaguered team? A, a threat to Washington? Absolutely. A threat to the rest of the NFL? No, not at all. Like there's there's levels. Uh, I'd almost rather be in the Giants' position. I guess because you're on the verge of like the whole rebuild thing. I think, I don't know, maybe we Washington kind of is too. We just got a lot of money tied up in wins, but I don't know that, you know, Danny Dimes is going to be your guy much longer. I don't know that you can pay Saquon the amount of money that it's probably going to take just based off the injuries and the fact that nobody's really paying running backs these days. So I think you're in the middle of a rebuild and you kind of know you are, uh, and you've got some good young players that you, you know, drafted obviously well this year. So the, there's the, optimism for not this season but over the next couple you know the nfc east is i I can't see the nfc east getting to a point where it's one of those divisions where somebody's just on top for forever so you can always you're one season away from shuffling back to the top of the deck at any point so there's optimism not so much for this year but i think that you know you're rebuilding and you're playing it like that mike yeah uh sort of piggybacking off of what ben said it's it's uh it's a crazy division where you're never on top for too long and you're never on the bottom for too long. I think the biggest thing that the giants have to look at is they're still rebuilding, but you got to look at the early decisions that are being made. And are you setting yourself up for success? I think the giants are there. There's still a lot of pieces that are missing and they're, they they got to do something about uh, that offensive line. But in general, I think that they're moving in the right direction and so are they going to win the NFC East this year? No, but you're giving me, you're giving me reason to believe that the people in charge know what they're doing and they're making smart decisions. And so, you know, one smart decision besets another besets another, and you can get some momentum going. It also is very encouraging for like in future uh, off seasons for players uh, and coaches to see that these guys really know what they're doing as an organization. That's going to help bring new people in as well that are going to help your team. They're, they're on the right track. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't think the Washington football team is in the same spot, but I think that uh, the giants are definitely taking the right first steps, even if they are only first steps. Marshall, your thoughts. Everybody in our division scares me. I have a healthy fear of all of Everyone in our division, because what if I were to tell you right now that the Giants would split their division games this year? How do you how would you all feel about that as Giants fans? I mean, I'd feel great because we barely done that in the last decade. I think with a new coaching staff, 
that wants to focus on foundational football, people try to make football harder than it actually is. And I feel like when you have a young team or you're just starting to build something, you focus a lot on the fundamentals. And I think that that's a good, a good way to win games. Y'all have talent. Uh, Y'all just get outplayed a lot. And I don't know if that was the judge effect or what, but if y'all, if, if I was to tell you right now that, you know, Danny Dimes will have 29 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, you know, maybe 4,000 yards. Uh, Saquon would play 14 out of 17 games. Uh, I, I think I think y'all could be a seven-win team, eight-win team possibly in our division. So, I mean, and nothing in our division is a layup. Like, we lose the teams we're supposed to beat all the time. I think all of our teams do. So, and, and at one point last season, or maybe the season before, the Giants were one of the better teams Just for that stretch. They were playing really good football, and that's all you need sometimes in our division. Catch a couple of games, man. Uh, it can it can get real. So I have a healthy respect and fear for all of us. Yeah, I I, I do think it, we have bagged on Ben's Washington uh, football team. It was quite a, quite a so bit. Close. I fucking almost did it again. God damn it! Uh, but listen, the problem I've said with this team for your team, Ben, for years because Al and I will come in a minute is that you're way too injured too often. You all guys always get hurt and you've had good running backs. You've had, you've got Terry McLaurin who she, I wish he was not in this division. I love him. He's so so good. So good. He's stupid good, but, and you know, and you have Logan Thomas, if he stays healthy as a tight end, who was a former giants quarterback, apparently Um, it was, um, Listen, we couldn't make we we couldn't figure out how to make him a tight end. Thanks, guys. Uh, but you know, you guys and your defense, if healthy, is great. And I, that's why you guys are scary. It's just you always get snake bitten by the injuries, and that's the thing that sucks about Washington. It's always, and you also need a new owner. But I mean, that's a different story. That, that ain't gonna happen. I mean, that ain't gonna happen. But um, Al, we've talked a lot about the Giants, uh, just between you and I. Um, how do you feel as a Giants fan after everything that's been done, getting rid of Joe Judge, getting rid of uh, Dave Gettleman? I said their fucking names again. Um, and then bringing in new talent, getting rid of a lot of high priced players. How do you end this draft? How do you feel about the Giants in the 2022 season? Uh, I mean, it's definitely, you know, we're always rebuilding, right? It's definitely a rebuilding year. I, I, I have faith that it will at least look better than the last two seasons, especially last season was just really, I, it was tough to watch. I couldn't, I couldn't watch a game. You I want to beat the Raiders. Yeah. Great. I don't know how that happened. Me, I don't either. I don't I know. think half your team had COVID. That was why. <laughs> had to do, I think, right? Did you lose to the NFC East a lot last year? Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't have opened that door. That was Well, now we can feel good about ourselves. Now, I, I think, one of the big things for me is it's a big proving year. I think Marshall said it nicely, a big proving year for, uh, for Saquon and for, for Danny dimes. Right. And, you know, we haven't seen the, you know, number one RB in the league for years, for seasons. Now he's, he's been plagued with injuries. We don't know if we has, he has a second wind or is he going to fall into like Zeke status of just like, I'm going to, just be all right from now on. I'm not going to be exciting anymore. And I feel like Zeke is at that level. Uh, I'm hoping Barkley's not at that level because 
if we are starting to build an offensive line, if Danny could throw the ball a little bit and we could start opening up some holes for Saquon to prove why he used to be the best running back in the league, then we might have a shot of doing something this year as opposed to just every down just being depressed and like, why are they doing this? Why did they do that? Stop throwing to Evan Ingram. Stop it. Gary Sanchez of tight ends Ugh. has one good game and everyone thinks he's an all-star. Um, I've been watching the Giants. I literally was born into the uh, being a Giants fan. My first onesie was a Giants onesie, which my mom and grandmother both questioned my dad for. I am a, if I ever read against the Giants, the ghost of my father would haunt me for the rest of my life. Uh, I have seen the worst of the Giants, including Jake Fromm, State Farm, and and the the wish the you know the victory formation. I've seen Ray Handley. I've seen worse, to be honest with you. Um, what I like about where we are right now is what our former GM said he was going to do and didn't is get guys for the both sides of the of the offensive of the offensive defensive line. That's where we need to improve. When the Giants win the Super Bowl. We have a great offensive line, usually made up of a bunch of guys you've never heard of, and a defensive line that is just a bunch of killers. And I think we're starting to get that. I'm not the biggest Leonard Williams guy, but I think having Kayvon Thibodeau and having Aziz Ojolari, who came on, and Roche, who both came on as pass rushers, having those three guys, if they can be something, and especially if Thibodeau becomes something, Leonard Williams now becomes the threat on the line. He's going to get to the quarterback and he's going to stop the run. It's also going to help Dexter Lawrence. Our secondary, Adoree Jackson is a good second, is a good cornerback. We had to get rid of Bradbury because of an onerous contract. Actually, we had, I don't know if you know this, Al, there were multiple trades that were in place for Bradbury, but Bradbury could not come to a contract agreement with the teams we were going to trade him to. So that's why it would not happen. We're also getting Blake Martinez, who was the captain of the defense back, who was the leader in tackles for the Giants. That's a huge, huge thing. And he took a he took a haircut to stay with the Giants, which shows he wants to be there. They have a bunch of dudes who were signed to the offensive line who are starter ready guys who are just behind better linemen. You're not getting past the top guards in the on the Colts. Sorry, they're great. But we got the backup. That's what we got. Sean O'Hara was a backup center for Cleveland, and he turned out to be one of the great centers of all time for the Giants. So we're putting pieces together that are good. That are good. When Joe Shane was with the Buffalo Bills, he took on they took on eighty two million dollars in dead cap one year. The next year, they drafted Josh Allen. These guys might know what they're talking about. Brian Dayball, listen, he looks like a, he should be the Giants coach. He just looks like a guy from Jersey who loves cold cuts and drinks beer. And, and I listen, that's who I want. <laughs> that's all I want. You know why? Because I love beer and cold cuts as well. Love but it. anyway, that's the point. It's just like he's an offensive-minded guy who's picking up good defense. We have Wink Martindale as our – Don Martindale is going to be our defensive coordinator. He was defensive coordinator for the Ravens. Ravens always had good good defenses. Defense. And they're saying, well, Thibodeau's a, a wild personality. This is a guy who was the defensive coordinator for Ray Lewis. Yeah. yeah. He, I think if he can work with Ray Lewis, he can work with Kayvon Thibodeau. And I, I have, I'm more excited to see this Giants team than last year when everyone's like, oh, they can make the playoffs. And I was like, there's no offensive line. Literally, the offensive line is terrible. You can't, this is going to be bad. And, every, and you heard all these writers and fans are like, oh, we're going to be great. We were terrible because we had no offensive line. 
I don't. I think Danny Dimes is a Lego character who, if you flick him real hard, he's going to fall apart. I don't think he's the guy. I think he's a perennial backup. I think he's David Carr. That's who he is. So I think he's not the guy. But we have Tyrod Taylor, who I think is a wildly underrated quarterback, who's pretty good. He was on a bad Houston team, and he did really good there. He was on a bad Buffalo Bills team. He did really good there. He would have done good on the Chargers had he not had his ribcage pierced by a needle when they were trying to give him a shot. There's potential on this Giants team. I'm not expecting them to blow my doors off. I'm expecting them to play hard, and that's what I think you're going to get from this. And I also like the fact when Thibodeau, I'm sorry, um, uh, God, Tony did, decided not to, he didn't want to come to voluntary minicamp. Uh, they're like, okay, we're going to trade you. And guess what? He showed up and now he's committed. That's what I want to see. I want to see guys who are going to be like, they're going to be hard nosed. Like, we're not, we're, we're going to be a team, not just cater to, to stars, like the mistakes we made with Odell Beckham. So I have faith that uh, we'll get a couple wins this year, but I'll take a couple hard fought wins and a couple hard fought and, and a bunch of hard fought losses over what I saw last year, which was a team that gave up. So let's end this um, podcast by talking about it, uh, about a guy we talked about last podcast. In between that time, Tom Brady, fucking Tom Brady, retired and then unretired and then scored an alleged uh, 10-year, $375 million contract to become the analyst for Fox Sports football when he uh, retires. Guys, let's just let's just do this. Um, he's such a frustrating human being. How many years do we have to put up with this bullshit of Tom Brady playing in the NFL? He's in his 40s now. Do we say, I'm um, by bullshit, I mean, he's retiring, he's not, he's not, he's is. It's, I'm sick of it. Um, yeah, how this many, is his last year. Was that? This is his last year. You think so? If, if, he, if he doesn't, if he makes the playoffs and doesn't go to the Super Bowl, you don't think he'd try and come back again? Because there's all the rumors he wants to go to the Dolphins and whatnot. If I had a contract waiting for me, for $37.5 million a year, plus whatever other money that I already bring in and I don't have to get hit by 300 pound linemen or the other, you know, ridiculousness of, of an NFL campaign training camp working out. I could three, $375 million. I would un unretire and retire now, but he's got the competitive fire or some shit. Um, but no, this is last season. You don't put a deal in place like that and just be like, I'll get to you guys when I get to you guys. I think he is that much of a, he is that, I'll say pompous, that he would do that. I agree with you, Marshall. If someone says, Bill, here's 10 years, $375 million. One, you guys, whatever debt you guys have, I would pay it off. I'd be like, guys, student loans, mortgage, we're good. You're all good. I, you're fine. Al, I'll, I'll I'll, I'll buy a new house or something. I don't know. Um, sure. Mike, I'll fly out. To, I'll fly out to Jersey. Marshall, whatever debt you, I, I'll, I'll get you set. I'll get you a whole army of lightsabers. I don't care. I'll get you a whole army of Jedis. I'll buy it. Ben, I can't do anything for your football team. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have money. So for $375 million is not going <laughs> to fix enough money. Oh, no, I'll just buy you all the beer you want. Don't worry. Um, it's, yeah, I would do the same. But I just think he's the type of guy, especially when you heard that story, he was trying to make his way to Miami and all this stuff with Bruce Arians. I just think he could easily be like, ah, maybe. And then he ends up in Miami or something like that. Like, I think, I don't know if this is his last year. I could, if he plays poorly this year, which I doubt, 
or his or the Bucks don't have the weapons, maybe he considers retiring if he doesn't go somewhere else. But I don't think it's his last year, and I hate it. I wish it was, and I hate it. <laughs> so, uh, Ben, is this Tom Brady? Do you think this is Tom Brady's last year, or do we have – more years of him on the uh, football field and him drinking avocado water and sitting in a vibrating heat beat suit, which is a, a very deep cut Saturday Night Live joke that only I know. Um, what do you think? Uh, no, I do think this is his last year as well, just because of the contract information that's out there already. Yeah, I mean, that's a hard thing to to have. <laughs> like, like you said, I mean, it, it's a tough thing to say I'll get to you when I get to you. Uh, if you've got that contract already in place, you're going to become like the highest paid like sports commentator in history. It's it's ridiculous. I, I think he came back for one more year, somewhat for him maybe. I know there was the whole Miami thing too. The Bucs didn't really lose much off their offense. Maybe he's helping out, you know, Godwin and Evans by giving them a chance, uh, you know, at it again one more time. But I, I can't see him playing another year after this one. I, I think we'll finally be rid of him, at least on the football field side of things, when we just get to listen to him talk about it. Yeah, he's uh, no Tony Romo though. That guy is he's, he's, he's Tony Romo is a great commentator. I love Tony Romo. I hate I'm the Cowboys him. love him as a commentator. I would listen to him over anybody else. What yeah, a sec- that's what a how sec- everybody feels. What a like, second life. You know, I couldn't stand Tony Romo. <laughs> and I feel like Fox sees Tony Romo and they're like, yo, we need our Tony Romo because he's just he's outstanding. He's so outstanding. Good. So good. That's how everybody in basketball always hated JJ Redick. And then now they're like, yeah, I like listening to him talk about the NBA over anybody else that's just nonsense. Didn't he also just, wasn't he also just like a really like dirty player? Remember, it's everyone thinking of the other guy. That was Grayson Allen. But that's Grayson yeah, Allen. Yeah. Yeah. JJ was just really good. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, Al, is this Tom Brady's last year? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what he's coming back to. I don't know why when he sees the sort of like super teams that are getting made in the AFC where like the division is like we have every team, like we have every player and things like that. Like I don't see the Bucks. This is not the strongest Bucks team that he's played on. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, but he doesn't have that many. Thre- I mean, you have the Eagles, in my opinion, and you have the Rams still. Packers took a huge step back unless uh, Aaron Rodgers can create magic with a bunch of nobodies. Um, who else, who else in the NFC is going to dominate? I think it's just the Rams. I mean, they were Rams. The Bucs could have easily been back in the Super Bowl again last year. They just fell a little bit short at the end. Uh, and I was really sad about that. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Everybody mental health stuff. Talking about mental health stuff. Um, I mean, that was a big issue of it. So, I don't know. I still think uh, I guess they're missing one more thing for me to get excited. I just don't see like I see the team now you're saying you're saying Evans and you're saying Godwin and that's two fantastic wide receivers and it's not just a game of throwing to people but at the same time it's just like I don't, I'm not I'm not sure what he is thinking is gonna get him there again now he has that championship defense which is the only thing yeah. Tom Brady's ever really needed Correct. To be successful in this league. If he can, if he has a defense that'll keep it close and he can give one drive that'll win the game or get it, get him in, in field goal range. That's, I think he's figured that that's his formula. And if that's the case, then the Bucks are not a bad situation oh. to be on as far as the defensive team. The only thing they're met that 
the Tom Brady's kryptonite is he does not like to get hit. And the Bucks offensive line did lose some key players. I know one of the best guards they had went to the Bengals. So if if they Let's don't talk about the Bengals, the Bengals, man. Oh, how oh, we could do a whole podcast just on the Bengals. Bengals, and then watch out for the Titans because you know what they did this year? They got rid of AJ Brown. You know who they picked up? They picked up Robert Woods. Tannehill's a very mediocre quarterback. You know what they did? They picked up Willis, who people thought was going to be like a first rounder. So watch out for the Titans. Because, Robert, uh, Robert Woods is coming off a huge ACL tear. So let's see if he still got that. And they also have Derrick Henry, who had the most like also coming off a major while league. also being injured. Yeah. I know, but he was still playing. Playing decent in the in the playoffs, right? They better, like, they better hope Derrick Henry could also play quarterback. Uh, because I think the Cinderella ball is coming up on Tannehill. Uh, I just said they picked up Willis in the draft. Who he's, they not he's not ready. And also, he's not ready. They also, he can, he can watch Ryan Tannehill be Rogers. mediocre and have a good season somehow. But they also tried to trade for Aaron Rodgers too, so they don't have a lot of faith in him. So, which is weird. I, I just, I, I get a bad vibe from. Listen, I get all about vibes. I'm bad vibe from the Titans right now, Mike. Hey, yeah, I have a. I was gonna say real quick. I mean, he's fired up. Watch out. No, skip everything. Fuck Tom Brady. It, <laughs> I don't think it matters. I have a bigger question for everyone here because I think this is legit, like Let's, a game changer. Like we're talking about Devonte Adams is a game changer for a team. Right. Depot Samuel is. Uh, he's demanding a trade. Uh, he wants a trade from the Niners. Good. I don't think they're good. And they still haven't figured out the Jimmy G situation either. So, fuck the what, what's going to happen to the 49ers because who gives a shit? Where's this question going? If Debo goes, where does he go? Straight to hell. That's a good question. He <laughs> is a top three yes. player, not a top three wideout, not a top three running back. He, he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to be a running back anymore. He could be a fucking quarterback, he could be uh, anything. Well, I think I think the Jets. I think the Jets would make the are the, the logical because they've been trying to get every major wide receiver. So I think they they will move heaven and earth to get him because they want to. They would make, have to. They're gonna do. They want to show that Zach Wilson was the right pick. They think he's the guy. So I think I think it's the Jets. Marshall. What team could Debo go to that would make them an instant like instant Chiefs Super Bowl contender? Chiefs. Football. Notwithstanding, okay, can Jeez. they afford him? Does Deshaun Watson play for the Browns this year? Oh, oh Debo on that team with already like a great rushing attack. I could see him in Cleveland. So yeah. Ch- you would get only, Watson, only Watson Chubb, Samuel would be pretty gross. Yeah. yeah, they have the second most cap space in the NFL right now too. I was just looking that up to see who could afford Debo Samuel, but that would be dangerous. That would be gross. Yeah. These wide receiver contracts this offseason have just been. My staggering it's, it's like <laughs> open up the pocketbook man here's a here's a good one that i just saw too the lions are awful <laughs> hey this is i mean hey who else do they have bill nobody well they got amon ross st brown they got my boy amon ross st brown but that's it <laughs> like they play if hard I was debo and i got Traded to the Lions, I would retire. Like I'd retire. <laughs> I, I'd, Calvin I'd, Johnson, I have two words for you, Calvin. All right, but we're also no, we're also. By the way, Mike lives in Mike lives in Detroit, so he knows all the pain of. <laughs> we're also skipping the the most not logical, but like who just lost a big weapon and needs to replace him with a big weapon. The Broncos. 
Mm, how about the how about them Packers? Yeah, they don't have the money. They, they gave the money. all the money. They gave all the money everywhere of all time of any time to Aaron Rodgers to keep him happy. And, and, no he, might, and he might not play this year. Yeah, I don't think the 49ers would trade him to anybody that's in the conference. I wouldn't imagine if they can help. Him. Oh, only AFC, you think? Yeah. So that, yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's like Cleveland just keeps standing out to me because he would go there. I think he'd be happy there. Cleveland yeah. and New York, I think, are both. I don't know. He wouldn't choices. have. To, he would definitely not have to be a running back in Cleveland. <laughs> no, not at all. And because I mean, you have two guys there who just are ridiculous. So Cleveland could be huge. Kansas City has young talent at wide receiver, but you are you need to replace. It's like Moneyball. It's you. You lost. You, you lost. Fucking. You lost. Giambi, Damon. <laughs> At Ingringhausen, whatever his name was, Ingringhausen. Ingringhausen. You but, lost the three. Yeah, but you lost Tyreek Hill. That it's is kind of crazy because they still have Miko Hartman, but he yeah. just hasn't panned out as the yeah the guy as the distance guy that Tyreek. I mean, well, no, nobody can replace Tyreek, but yeah. But but the thing is, there. I mean, they let Tyron Matthew walk because of money. They traded Tyreek Hill because of money. I can't see them trading for Debo Samuel, who's and selling the farm. He's going to want money. So it's mm-hmm. Cleveland or Cleveland or the Jets makes the most sense. Although I think the Jets, it's really is Zach Wilson the guy. Like if you got all that talent, can he make it happen? Because if he does, that'd be some of the best receiving the Jets have ever had. Damn ever. sure better than Lavernius Coles or Altoon. Altoon. I just wanted to, I love his name. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Um, but guys, we could uh, literally Cadillac Williams. Oh, what a guy. Former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Mm-hmm. Guys, that yeah, because I I I drafted Derek Ward in a fantasy draft and they decided to go with Cadillac Williams, Derek Derek Ward. That was like great. Thanks, guys. Um, after Derek Ward had a 1300 yard rushing year with the Giants. Guys, we could literally go on forever, but let's just lightning round real quick, Super Bowl. What two teams are in the Super Bowl for you this coming year, Marshall? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Raiders because uh, I think they have what they need to get over that hump now. Um, I don't know who's gonna come out the NFC. I feel like if I if, if a gun was to my head, I was I would go Raiders and shit. Rams, Rams, Raiders, Battle of Los Angeles. Uh, Michael, uh, copy paste. Um, no, I, I would love the Raiders. I think maybe their their secondary is still so porous they might be one year away from that. Also, in twenty twenty four, the Super Bowl is in uh, Las Vegas, so I kind of want to selfishly see them do it next year. Uh, I like I like Bills and Rams. I like Bills and Rams a lot. Oh, also, and by the way, we skipped over my Tom Brady thing. I just want to say, oh, I'm, that was I, I don't, that was only, like the only thing I wanted to say is the reason I'm so pissed off that he unretired is I was so happy that Matthew Stafford was the one that was like the last nail in his career coffin. No, I, the, 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 the goat of Detroit that got traded and instantly won everything. And that was Brady's last game was losing to the Lions quarterback for the last 12 years that made me so happy and now that he's unretiring i kind of want the rams to beat the bucks in the playoffs again just so he he still can say that but uh, i got rams and bills 
Uh, ben, who you got? Yeah, I will actually copy paste that answer. I tried to pick the Bills the last two years and they haven't quite gotten over the hump. But uh, so riding with them again, take the win. And then the Rams haven't, they can't last for long with all the money that they spent on the players that they got, but they're still holding on as of right now. So I think they're still the class of the NFC. Uh, for me, I hate saying this because it's just, I think it's going to be the Bucks, but I think they're going to get placed. They're going to lose to the Bengals. Because I think the Bengals just got better this season, offseason with that. Their biggest weakness was offensive line. They just improved it. Those three guys, those wide receivers are only going to get better. And Joe oh, Chasing year two. I know, man. I know. Listen, one thing about me, when I make a pick, I'm always wrong. So, Al, what do you got? Fuck. You, you actually, I had something like really out of left field, and now I'm going to do that again i'm gonna I, I was gonna say chiefs because this is like a make or break for this current chiefs organization um i want to say bangles joey b that team is gross. Love joey b. that team is gross i love everyone on that fucking team jamar chase he's stupid is so good that connection between them i can watch that for 10 years i love that shit it's awesome uh bangles if if Debo stays on the 49ers and they make him happy, Bengals Niners. Listen, that's a that's a that's a Super Bowl rematch. It's a breaking. 30 plus years in the making. Correct. And and it's not because of Jimmy G. It's Trey Lance yeah. getting him there. Them, them, uh, him and uh, Debo. Otherwise, I guess it's Rams just because nothing much has changed except they haven't signed or re-signed uh what's his name? Um oh OBJ? Uh, well, he's banged up. Uh, Von Miller went to the Bills, but they got Randy. No, they didn't get Randy Gregory. They got someone else who was really good. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Let's plug our social media and where people can find you online. Ben, let's start with you. Where can people find you online? I am uh, at BD Murkison uh, on everything. Uh, Twitter again, just, you know, I'm still happy on Twitter at the moment. I don't have a lot, you know, the draft is over with. So right now it's a great time to follow me. It's mostly just like movies and just general thoughts. Uh, I'll be depressed in September. That's right. Um, and then Instagram's all hiking pics and I'm about to go to Acadia national park next week. So be some stuff coming out there. And, uh, then I just had on the pop break, uh, my Bosch legacy review just dropped. And not far from now, uh, in June, we will have the return of Peaky Blinders, and I, I can't wait to write about that. Damn straight, man. Uh, Mike, where can people find you on, on social media as well as tell people about your podcast? Sure. Uh, podcast is Sweet Chin Musings. Uh, it's me and my buddy Luke. It was the Closet Champion, but he's a permanent co-host, so we decided to do a little brand uh, shake up there. Find me on Facebook at Sweet Chin Musings. Find me on Twitter at Closet Champ because you can't change your ad handle on Twitter. Uh, and my 118 followers would be very disappointed if I had to shut that down. So uh, that's the way it is for now. I do. I did write for the Pop Break. I wrote uh, some AEW Rampage reviews and I did some Survivor and uh Big Brother recaps. I will be doing um, Big Brother recaps this summer when it returns. So we'll be back in the writing game for that. Oh, yeah. um, and other than that, yeah, just anywhere you're on, uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, switch in musings, like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. 
That is a wrestling podcast. If anyone. it's a wrestling podcast, it is not about beards and shaving. Unfortunately, <laughs> no. It's a uh, it's a Shawn Michaels reference. It is. Thank you. Thank I mean, you. I told what? I told someone in my family, and they're like, "I'm not gonna. I don't get that." I'm like, well, "You don't watch wrestling, so you're not listening to the podcast anyway. Who cares if you don't get the reference?" I think that's uh, the, the happiest Bill's ever been with I, me. I'm so proud. That of was right now. I've I've never been more awesome. proud of you. I mean, so maybe when you got maybe when your son was born. Nah. Maybe, uh, um, or, or double dad maybe uh, Marshall you've got a ton of stuff to plug tell everyone where they can find all your great stuff online yeah the best thing you could do is follow me on twitter at the Okami council spell just how it sounds uh, you'll have access to the link tree where you'll find my pop break musings with my lovely wife Courtney with blurred watchers and of course blurred life with my wife is our OG uh, lifestyle and blurty lifestyle podcast. Otherwise, from there, you can find me on Twitch at the Okami Council, pretty much anywhere on the at the Okami Council. And uh, I'm a content creator, so I'm, I'm always doing stuff and I love working with you guys. And uh, yeah. As for me, if you must follow me on Twitter, where it's just a bunch, I don't, I don't know if I really even tweet that much anymore, uh, is I am at Bodkin Writes. Mostly what my stuff is, is retweeting stuff from the popbreak.com the site i've been running for 13 years uh we are covering every single day we're we're ramping up on our television content our music content is killing it al's going to be shooting interpol out in philly this weekend for the popbreak.com boo we're going to be doing not one but two music festivals in california our music editor kat manos is going to be shooting the just like heaven um Aww. yep she just got approved for that so for next weekend and she's doing like an 80s uh festival this weekend uh, i can't remember the name of it both produced by golden voice so look for stuff from cat coming up um of course we also like i said tons of stuff on tv a lot of new music interviews coming up we're doing a whole series with the jam festival summer camp andrew howie's been doing a great job with that uh, of course, we have stuff on wrestling and movies where mo- summer movie season is coming up. So check all that stuff out. As for me, besides socially distance, I am also the co-host of the monthly podcast, Bill versus the MCU, where myself and podcast editor Alex Marcus, uh, uh, you know, we talk about the MCU because I'm finally watching it. This month, we're going to be talking about uh, Captain America Civil War. Um, oh, crap. There was a uh, Doctor Strange. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which I finally watched and I absolutely loved, and I will be watching Spider-Man Homecoming this weekend. We're going to be talking about that next week. Alex and I, along with Josh Sarnecki, who is a alumni of this podcast, we host the monthly TV break podcast where we talk about all the stuff happening in the world of television. This month, we reviewed Under the Banner of Heaven, the new Hulu series with Andrew Garfield, which is actually really awesome, and I'll have a review of that on the site. Most recently, I just posted... I'll have that review. I most recently posted a review of the documentary Waterman about Duke Kanemuku, who was a the godfather of surfing. I also wrote about the Moon Knight finale. And I feel like I had something else and I don't really remember, but I have a bunch of other stuff coming up. Of course, follow all of our podcasts. You can look up Pop Break TV, the Breakcast, and the Winter Still is and the Way Too Early Oscar podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. So for these lovely gentlemen, uh, uh, for our NSC and AFC uh, group therapy session, my name is Bill Bodkin, and we can't wait to talk to you in September or August or September when we're talking about the preseason and the new season coming up.